Hey, listen to Commander's Hookup Podcast, episode 126. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan and we're going to conclude the arc of the audience 2.0, The Revenge, by doing the best of the rest. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? The rain is coming down. Oh. And a whole lot else is going to go down. And before we get to that, we're going to thank our super-duper sponsors, face-to-facegames.com. They are Canada's biggest magic store. That's right. We get the face-to-face open right after this. And we're going to be playing magic all day long to stay out of this rain that's been falling for like three days. Yeah, it's terrible. My yard went from being a desert to being an ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mine went from being kind of dry-ish with some stuff growing and kind of yellowish in spots to everything's green, to everything's lush, to now there's goddamn portulaca weed all over everything. Yeah, we've got lots of rain. It's A good biblical for, amount of rain. Yeah, it's good for some people. It's bad for other people. Everybody's complaining. We just can't win in Saskatchewan. Yeah, no, you can't win because everybody's complaining that it was too dry. Now everybody's complaining that it's too wet. Yeah. It was, I don't know. It just needs to rain like... You, it needs to rain from like three in the morning to maybe five in the morning, just like every second day. Yeah, that that now I think people still complain about it. Oh, it smells in the morning, or oh, when I walk my dog, there's puddles and her feet get wet. That's my big complaint about the rain is my yeah, dog gets wet. Big Urs is very smelly when she gets wet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Big Urs, I love you, but you know that it's true. probably just you and it's a cover up. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true too. Either way, hey, yeah. we we. Have to get right into it. I hate to cut you short, but yeah. we have a jam-packed show today. What do we got on the ducket? We have got contest giveaways, and we're going to do that later on in the show. No warning. So you have to listen to the show to see if you won the dark. The whole dark. The whole dark. And? We've also got the foil bag giveaway. We've got the face-to-face games credit to giveaway. Plus, we got some shout-outs. Yep. We got some sweet decks to do. We got a couple of stories to tell. And we have a lot of thank yous to give away to all of you for getting us through our longest and most fun arc yet. That's right. First, 15 seconds or less, social media coordinates. For CCO Podcast and CCO Brando on tappedout.net and Twitter. That's where you can see some of our deck lists. You can get a hold of us via the new snail mail, which is email at commandercookout at gmail.com. You can also find us wherever better podcasts are found across the entire internet. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, patreon.com slash CCO Podcast. And if you missed any of that or want a more complete list, you can check the show notes down below or go to our official official home on the entire internet, commandercookout.com. Yes. This is more than 15 seconds, but I'll take it. We're, I'm trying, man. <laughs> so, you mentioned we got some thank yous. We did. Let's start with some new patron shout-out and thank yous. Yes. New patron, shout-out to Travis McClellan. Travis McClellan. Mm, we always go with the last name, so let's do something with his first name. How about we call him Big T? Big T. I wish his name was Dravis. Then we could call him Big D. We could call him that, too. No, I like Big T. Reminds me of Big T's Barbecue in Calgary. What do they have there? My one of my favorite beers, butt rub ale. No, butt rub lager. Sorry. Yes, we can call him Big T Butt Rub. Big T Butt Rub McClellan. I like it. Welcome and thank you. Why do people want these? <laughs> I don't know because they want to get called Butt Rub. Obviously, <laughs> clearly, yes. Uh, next one, Cohen Mommersteeg. Shout out to you. Thank you. Um, Cohen Mommersteeg. Mommersteeg. He, he, he's one of the guys that sends me a nickname. He says, my nickname's already, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Is the nickname he sent you Mother of Autumn Steeg? 
<laughs> Throwback to Mother of Autumn. <laughs> he is mommy on our Discord, but he should change it to Mommy of Autumn. Mommy of Autumn. Mommy I like of that. Autumn Steeg. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> so, Cohen, thank you. He's already on the Discord chatting it up. If you want to become part of the Discord, that is a Patreon... Um, perk perk achievement unlocked <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and oh hey this is the wrap-up show for arc of audience that means we have a new patron sign-up gift for our future patrons you had alluded to it last week zombie tokens with swim shorts on their head and i said you weren't that far off <laughs> <laughs> so what are we actually doing right everybody loves the the cartoony altered art uh tokens or, or jank cards this one for our next arc that we're going to talk about in a second is summer themed cartoon altars. So they will have swim shorts. They might have swim shorts. They might be on their shorts areas. They might have them on their head. Sunglasses, beers, barbecues, you name it. Beach if, balls. Beach balls. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you're going to get if you go to patreon.com slash CCO podcast. You want to sign up. You want to, if you're in a position to pledge to the show, help us out. Keep the lights on. We've got our website hosting fees coming up soon. Uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, I'll kick in five bucks if anybody sends Ryan a ball lightning. You have to turn into a beach ball lightning. Oh, I might just have to find a ball lightning now because you said that. <laughs> that's actually fun. That's yeah, fun. That would be a neat one. Should we talk about the new arc? Uh one more thank you. I just wanted to throw this out just because it is a, a day. Oh, sure. Um, today is, or June, is Pride Month Yep. in North America. Saskatoon's I'm, Pride Parade is today. Is it all, is it just North America? No, it's got to be everywhere. It, it's probably everywhere. I hope it's everywhere. Yeah, that, sure. Where they have Pride. It's everywhere in the nation. Yes. The it's CCO every, nation, Where it is. counts. Yes, I like that. Good one. So we just wanted to send a big shout out to you guys just because it is Pride Day here in Saskatoon, sharing that with everybody. Thanks for being here and welcome. Yeah, it's important. Now we can talk about the new arc. Yes, very much so. The arc of uh, no lists. Is that what we're going to call it? Uh, we'll come up with a name. For right, working title, no list arc. You know what's funny is whenever we say that, we, we just yeah. we kind of just keep saying that we're going to come up with something and we just keep saying the way that we said it when we originally said it. No list arc. That's how we roll here in CCO Nation. Yeah. We always get it right the first time. (laughs) Every single time. (laughs) Zero creativity here because um, it's exactly what it sounds like. No lists. We've had some good feedback on the episodes where we kind of just banter and we kind of just give our thoughts on certain things. And coincidentally, in the month of July coming up, we have another set review to do in M20 that they gave us a bunch of new legendary creatures and planeswalkers that we're going to go a little bit deeper on maybe a two-part set review right yeah people were, seem to like those yeah i i actually enjoyed doing that so i hope everybody else out there liked it too because we're probably going to do it again yeah we've got some episodes planned for some variant formats we'll just leave it at that so for sure we're going to have some some good discussion i guess for lack of a better term no lists Ooh, yeah, that's a thing and of course new arc means new deck giveaway i do have a sealed commander deck to give away Ooh, Ooh, yeah so that's a thing of course because we give away a deck per arc anything else on the new arc what else we got to say about that of course all the giveaway details will be on commandercookout.com once that goes live next week hang on wait, wait, wait just a second say that right oh commander cookout 
and I got a scratchy voice. Dot com. There you go. See, that was awesome. Yeah. You, a, you should be sick all the time. No. <laughs> I'm going to send Valor some extra allowance. It'll just cough into your eyeball more. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it was <laughs> I don't know if it was my eyes that he coughed into or my mouth. Can you get sick from getting your ears coughed into? Well, it, it all goes into your head, it I would imagine. It all goes into the same place, yeah. Yeah, like you've seen Bugs Bunny like floss his head, so I assume like it gets into your brain and then... From your brain, it just goes yes. It's my body. brain that makes me sick. Yeah, that's that, it. That's how that works, right? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. We're we're also doctors. Yeah, we're also a doctor podcast. No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> we are a Magic the Gathering podcast. Sometimes though. we are, yeah. And we've got some decks. We've got six decks. We found some stuff in the decks that were submitted. I, how many did I say? I didn't. I can't say multiple hundreds. That's what I said on the pre-show. Yeah, we got. We have well over a hundred. Like, well over a hundred. Probably lists. skirting two hundred, but we didn't want to get all exaggerating and say that we got hundreds, even though we we might have. I think the, we. You might know what? Have. In in our in our database, we have hundreds <laughs> of things that people have sent us over the years, including tons of show topics that people said, "Hey, this is the Arca audience. I want to just let you know." Right, and that doesn't even count the uh, the preferred decklist channel on our Discord, where patrons could submit decks that they want us to talk about. Holy right? shit! That doesn't even count those. Yeah, we could I, just. I, I didn't count those. <laughs> we could never build a deck again. That sounds actually enticing. No, we're not going to do that though, because we're here. We're building decks. You know what? The Arca audience is is actually the most time intensive work for me to put shows together because I got to go in and learn other people's decks. Yeah, I don't know how anything works, so I have to learn it. And yeah. if there's anything I hate, it's learning. Yeah, that's learning. not true. It's important to learn something new every day. That is a thing. Yeah. You know what I learned? So first, first deck. Good segue. Sh- shout out to this isn't really the deck, but shout out to. Andrew Mitchell. Drew Gitchell? Gitchell? Yeah, we call him Gitchell, yeah. Yeah, he's a patron. He's, he sent us a list near the start of the arc. Says, this would be the perfect deck for... Project Atraxa. Project Atraxa, that's right. And he says, take a look. So I looked at it like eight or nine weeks ago. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Wait a second. This is just a dirty degenerate combo. I'm not using this. <laughs> right? So then I'm putting I'm putting notes together to do the best of the rest, this episode, and I'm like, hey, I find this email again. Hey, like, this looks like a good deck. This is going to be a deck I can use for Project Attraxa. Project Attraxa is great. We're going to do up an Attraxa list. It'll be like getting back on the horse. It's like, whoa, it's going to be so good. Yeah. And then I go into it. I'm like, hey, wait a second. Wait a minute. This is just a combo deck. He trolled me twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, Drew Mitchell, shout out to you for sending the deck in. Sorry we didn't use it. Too many infinite turn combos. <laughs> but, um, you know what that I think it goes to show that the the range of lists that were submitted are everything from totally janky like the first deck we're going to talk about yep. all the way to infinite turns of Traxa like Drew sent in. Would we call it a Turnza? A Turnza or uh Turn Traxa? Yeah, I like that better. Turn Traxa. I like Turn Traxa better. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, you okay. never know. Maybe maybe in the future. That's we haven't thing. done our project to track a list in a long time, and we had a bunch of ideas. We're certainly not going to do one in the next arc. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in August. Yeah, maybe in the lead up to Vegas. Yeah, maybe we could do Arc of Atraxa. I, I, that has a nice ring to it, but it does have a great ring to it. But I feel like half the people listening to this just turned it off. Arc Traxa. That's even That's better. Even now better. I want to do it even more. Oh damn it! Shit. We got just edit all of that out and post. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know on Twitter or at commandercoco.gmail.com. Do you want to do you want to hear 
Arctraxa. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll there, do there, it. We've got the we've got the uh, we've between what you guys have sent us and the stupid shit that we would do, we could probably do it. We got some Atraxa horsepower that we can get behind. That's for sure. Yeah. First list: Mark Morales. Something something about I said like Kendris Morales, like he's a brother of a baseball player. Yeah, we need to start writing down these nicknames. No, I'm just going to go off memory. Okay, I like that better too, I'm, yeah. I'm just going to, maybe if I don't remember, I'm just going to bullshit and make something new up. Like, Yeah, if we don't get it right the first time, we probably didn't get it right the first time. You know what? We got it right the first time. We can be wrong the second time. That's fine. And you know why that's fine? Because we're hypocrites. No, you know why it's fine? Because <laughs> like, as soon as you get your degree, you're good. You could be wrong forever after that, as long as the university says you were right once. That's true. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> okay, so he sent us a deck. It's called Mathemagics. And the premise of the deck is to get your opponent to 10 or 13. Now, why in the why in the mother of ass would you want to get him to 10 or 13? So you can beat in with a 10-10 or a 13-13, right? That would make sense. And I wish that there was a 10-10 or a 13-13 in the list, and there's not. Instead, we've got things like Soren's Vengeance, Black, Black, Black 4. Soren's Vengeance deals 10 damage to target creature or player, and you gain 10 life. And Hidetsugu's last right, which is if somebody if somebody's at ten, they get tenned at instant speed. That card is so <laughs> awesome, dude. <laughs> so he's got Soren Markov. So you put somebody to ten with Soren's minus three ability. Target player's life, to, target opponent's life total becomes ten, and then you Soren's vengeance them, and they just die. <laughs> or Soren Markov them to ten, and Hidetsugu's last right them to. Uh, to, to zero. It's also got Triskaidekaphobia in it. At the beginning of your upkeep, you choose one. Each player with exactly 13 life loses the game, and then everybody gains a life, or everybody loses a life. So you just set somebody to 13 with, I don't know, Tree of Perdition? Yeah. You switch Tree of Perdition's toughness with target opponent's life total. Whoop! And Welcome it's a to zero 13, 13 town, baby. Yeah, yeah, it's a zero 13. You just whoop, you think you killed him. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a bunch of pingers and it's got um, like just stuff to manage people's life totals. But the real reason I picked the list, this is it. So you soar in somebody to 10 or you get somebody to 10 through pinging them, whatever it is. But then you ripped your Triskaidekaphobia. Yeah. Right? So you got to get them back up to 13. How do you do it? I'll tell you how. Healing salve. <laughs> target player gains three life or prevent three damage to target player. Why would you ever do that? Why would you ever play this card? Well, if it wins you the game with Triskaidekaphobia, you goddamn play Healing Salve. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. And I saw it. I was like, yep, this is our deck. This is the thing. It's even got Cast Dissident Mage in it, so you could Healing Salve somebody else that you put to 10 with your Sorin. So good. Yeah. That's very cool. Also, you could throw in, if you're looking to add things, if you want to just 13 somebody, we could go Ludovic's Test Subject. That 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 you pay mo- you put you pay money and put counters on it. When it's got a certain number of counters, it turns into a 13-13. That's right. Yep. We also have Elbrus the Binding Blade. That's another flip card that turns into a 13-13. I think you equip it, and if it hits somebody, they it turns into a 13-13. I'm not wearing my glasses right now, so... Yep. When equipped creature does combat damage to a player. Yep. Flips into a 13-13. So, You've got new Emrakul. That could also be played. Or if you're going real hellbent, you could play Death Shadow. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to CCO Nation. Now we're doing stuff the CCO way, goddammit. But cool. Using math, 
to win at Magic. What a what a concept. And I think that would be fun to play not maybe not to play against cuz it's a big time control deck, but like to play in a deck that's just kind of you're trying to figure things out and eke out value to like set and people be burning themselves. Like I'm gonna siege gang commander myself so I don't die to Triskaidekaphobia. I think that would make for some really interesting. Yeah, games. that that would actually be funny. All right, through the magic of editing, we have taken a short break, and Kyla has brought me my glasses so I can see. Yes. Exciting. So now we are ready to go on to the next list. Not sure about how to pronounce the first name or the last name on this one, but we're gonna gonna try. This is it. I want to say Louise Chu, Louis Chu, Louis Chu. Luchu. Ooh, I like that. That is, that is so far away from what the actual name is, but... Luchu. Thanks for sending the list in, man. Or, or gal or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, either way, you'll know who you are when we talk about your deck, because this is a Muldrotha... Muldrotha? Muldrotha? Mildrotha. Mildrotha mill deck. And yeah. behind the scenes, like, I don't know, eight weeks ago or whatever, you said, well, we should see if we can get any mill decks. We haven't done a mill deck in a while, and... I'm you were interested to know if CCO Nation likes mill decks yeah, or if because we did mill decks way back in the arc of the archetype for our bonus episode. We did two different mill lists and we've never really talked about another one because they're all the same because we got destroyed in the comments. You guys did a mill deck. Rah! Yeah, and, they're, and it's like the same 40 shitty cards in every one. So we kind of have avoided it. But that was a couple of years ago. Yeah, and the other so, thing the other thing I think about that is when people build mill decks, they want to go all in on mill, and I think that's a big trap. Yeah, it's a, you, you've stepped into a hole, and now you're stuck playing, A, the same cards as every other mill deck, and B, a bunch of cards that just super suck. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think of a good example. Okay, so you're playing Cranko, right? Yeah. Th this, is, this is my example. You got, whatever, 35 mountains. Do you play, like... 65 goblin creatures? No. No. And with Cranko, it would make sense to have as many goblins as possible, but... But you don't. But you don't. What what types of things do you play? Things that make having, t whatever, 20 goblins on the battlefield better. Yeah, you maximize your goblins rather than maximize your number of goblins. 100% of the time, it's better. Yeah, so when we look at Mill and apply the same principle you're going to want your highest value mill cards and you're going to want to either recur them or protect them with protection or if it's like a mill creature you want to be able to keep that creature around or get it back yeah what the, the i would thinking about it over the last long time the best mill card in edh i think is traumatized yeah cuz i like that one tap 5 mill 40 it never it never kills you yeah. right so that's that's a tr tough one but it's it's going to do the heavy lifting for you, and then you can use something else to finish him off. Or if you can cast Traumatize a bunch of times, you're going to be in okay shape. Very much so. So Traumatize, yeah, five mana, mill, half target player's library. Correct. So this is a Muldrotha deck, and my notes are Salti Control, so blue, black, green, control, shell. And you've got things like Cyclonic Rift, Counterspell, Dissipate to like Exile, Countered Spell. Um, all, all the usual things yeah, you would expect to see in a Muldrotha control list. Yeah. And then the big mill cards. And when I say big mill, I mean traumatize. I mean mind grind, where it's black, blue, X. Each opponent, each opponent, I always forget that part, reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal X land cards, where X 
is the amount of mana you pay. <laughs> until <laughs> it's they reveal, an X spell. Yeah, until they reveal X land cards. So if X is like five, they just mill cards till they hit five land. Yeah, and I mean, hypothetically, you could mill them for five, but if you're playing the game Ryan was playing yesterday at EDH and M, you'd probably mill his whole deck. <laughs> yeah, because there's no land in it, even though I have land in it. If I was playing against your Windgrace deck, where you had like 20 land in your graveyard and 20 land on the battlefield, and then I mind grinded you for 10, I would lose. You would have 100% lost because there wasn't 10 land left in your deck. That is correct. Right? And it gets every opponent. Yeah, and it, so it's got that the the mass mill. It's very good. It's a good card. Yeah, so before we talk about a couple of the other cards, we've got things like that win you the game. We've got things like Consuming Aberration, where it's got power and toughness equal to the number of cards in all of your opponent's graveyards. So he's going to be a big fat fatty every time. Yeah, backup win condition, right? We've got things like Animate Dead to get that guy back. We've got Archaeomancer and Mnemonic Wall which when they enter the battlefield, you get an instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to the battlefield. To your so, hand? Yeah, that's what I meant. So you just like value block with those to avoid taking damage, and then you just Muldrotha play them again. So Muldrotha lets you, during each of your turns, play... One a, spell of each type yeah. from your graveyard. So you play a land, a planeswalker, an instant, a sorcery. Uh, sorry, you can only get permanents. One permanent of each oh. type. So you get artifact, land, creature, enchantment, planeswalker. Oh, I was playing around that in a w super wrong way then yesterday. Yeah, but it's fine though because, like I said, if you just value block or have a way to sacrifice your Archaeomancer or Mnemonic Wall, you get your Traumatize back every turn because you just get it back with your, like, your Archaeomancer. Cool. So you build in ways to get the cards that you want back. That's why Moldrotha is so good. Like you could you could sacrifice your Archaeomancer to get your Cyclonic Rift back every turn if that's what you wanted. Yeah, if you wanted to be that guy. That's that's actually really powerful. That's super good. Probably yeah. the most powerful play in the deck. <laughs> Rift every turn. And then beat in with Moldrotha. Not terrible. Yeah. But there's a better way than that, a better way than consuming aberration to deal damage. Sure. To yourself, the best way to deal damage is Doom Whisperer. Yes. Just surveil two at the cost of two life, like, what do I always say? 38 times. Yeah. To get your whole library into your graveyard. But instead, you could play a little ditty called Dusk Mantle Guild Mage. This is a cool card. What if, okay, get this. You just Doom Whisperer until you, until you hit Dusk Mantle Guild Mage, and then use your, your creature, graveyard creature from Maldrotha. Use that on Dustmantle Guildmage. Yeah. Pay the three. It's black, blue, one. Whenever a card is put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, that player loses one life. So you Dustmantle Guildmage. Traumatize you. Mill 50. Die. Right? Yeah. It's kind of like shitty uh, Blood, Mage, Blood Mage Ascension? Butt Cheek Ascension. Yes. There we go. Yeah, and that is, like, that's a common thing that you could do with um, another card, if you've milled yourself, you, you mill until you hit your Dustmantle Guild Mage, and then you cast Psychic Spiral. This is an instant. It's a cool card. So you can, in response to like you bajookabogging me or whatever, you go Psychic Spiral, blue four, shuffle all cards in your graveyard into your library. Target player puts that many cards from the top of his or her library into their graveyard. So if you have 70 cards in your graveyard, they mill 70. And then good. they take 70 with Dusk Mantle. Yeah. Yep. So, Ouch. Yeah, not terrible. And 
I like the uh, consuming aberration with Phoenix, God of Deception as well. He gives your creatures tap, mill equal to their toughness. Bot milling, that's what we call that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't Google that. Yeah. Do not, under any circumstances, Google that. Yeah, butt milling. And he's got some extra spells and some just, again, just control cards and value cards like Secure Tribe Elder or Solemn Simulacrum. If you can play them every turn, that's like actually good. Then the final card I wanted to talk about in the list, we were talking, it's kind of like Bridge from Below. Sort of. It's like in, shitty Bridge from Below. You shit from below. Ha! You butt mill shit from below. Sidisi Brood Tyrant. 3-3. Three, three. Whenever it uh, enters a battlefield or attacks, you mill three. And whenever a creature is put into your graveyard from your library, you get a tutu zombie. That's why it's like Bridge from Below. It's fine. Do you just play Bridge from Below? What does Bridge from Below do again? I always get confused. Bridge from Below, if it's in your graveyard, if a creature would go front to your graveyard from play, you get a tutu zombie. And then if a creature would go to an opponent's graveyard from play, you remove it from the game. You exile it from your own graveyard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Sidisi in this deck's better. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably, because this 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 deck isn't going to have very many creatures in play. Mind you, you could evoke a Shriekmaw every turn and turn your Shriekmaw into kill your opponent's dude and get a zombie with Bridge from Below, because you cast your Shriekmaw from your graveyard with Muldratha. Certainly and, didn't hurt. And then it dies because you evoked it, and then you get a zombie from it. That's probably pretty good. That's okay. So that was a mill list that we liked. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good deck. That's a mill deck. You can mill yourself. You can mill your friends. Mill everybody. I, you it's know good. what? I, I think um, mill flexibility is important. Like if you're if you've got black and green in your mill deck, you you probably have your own graveyard shenanigans built in. Yeah, you have a really big secondary hand, and there's never anything wrong with doing that. Yeah, I'm actually working on a mono black list right now. I'm in the process of tuning it, and eventually I'll probably maybe talk about it on the show. I don't know yet, but I did that. But I haven't quite found that the way to tap into my graveyard yet. I just have a way of like discarding my whole hand into my graveyard and then it's in my graveyard and now I don't know what to what to do about that. But I'll get there. You got a Yogmoss will, dude? No. No, oh. I, I don't own one of those actually. That's what I would play. I know. But I it's also not a combo list. It doesn't like, need to be value Yogmoth's will. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. This is what you do. You know that Sol Ring that got destroyed a couple turns ago? Yogmoth's will. Play your Sol Ring Play a land. You've got a free Yogmoth's will out of it. And then anything else is just bonus. <laughs> Not terrible. <laughs> Telling you it's a good card. It's a great card. I'm I'm sure of it. I'm 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 sure I believe you. Power ten. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go to the next list? Let's do the next list. So we're talking about mill. We're talking about mill. And you were like, yeah, we gotta we gotta get some mill lists. Well, we got another mill list. Oh god. But All right. but this one has got a different backup plan of just like do four hundred damage. Yeah, look, looking at the looking at the physical list that I'm looking at on the screen right now, it's got blue for milling and red for winning the game. <laughs> yeah, because you're not going to win with mill. Is that what you mean? That is exactly what you, I mean. There's, you, if there's no might, black though. in your mill list, you're probably not going to win the game. You might because this with is milling. this is actually a persistent petitioner's deck. Oh God. And oh, yeah, God. usually we stay away from stuff like this because they're they're kind of on rails, and most lists contain all the same stuff like 40 of the same creature yeah this one's got 22 persistent petitioners that's not actually that bad no and before you fast forward i am going to read it and then we're going to talk about the other stuff that it's got yeah so persistent petitioners is a one three for blue one it's it has one tap target player puts the top card of their library into their graveyard 
And remember, we could do ourselves if we wanted. Okay. It also has tap four untapped advisors you control. Target player puts the top 12 cards of their library into their graveyard. Is Persistent Petitioner an advisor? It's a human advisor. Ooh. Exactly. And a deck can have any number of cards named Persistent Petitioners. God. We should say this is Seaburn Visor's deck. Visor's. Visor. The Seaburn Vizier? This is Sideburn Vizier, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you could play any number of those. The Commandy for the deck... Brutaclad Telcor Engineer. I love that guy. Yeah. I like any deck that has Brutaclad in it. Even if he's just in there, I like it. I like Brutaclad a lot. So he's a 4-4 four, four for red, blue, 4. Creature tokens you control have haste. Doesn't matter because you can tap your petitioners just yeah. as part of the activation. At the beginning of combat on your turn, create a 2-1 blue mirror artifact creature token. Who cares? But then you may choose a token you control... If you do, each other token you control becomes a copy of that token. So you could make a Persistent Petitioner's token with something like Cackling Counterpart or Clone Legion, Writer Replication, Sahili's Artistry. You could you could make a token. Important to note about Brutaclad too, because I didn't pick up on this right away. It doesn't say Creature Token. It says Token. So if you have a bunch of treasures or clues or gold... They all turn into creatures, too. That's important to know. Y yes, that is right. Token you control. Yeah, that's very important so to know. you play Brutaclad in your black deck and you have um, Revel and Riches? Yeah, or if you play that, what is, what's that red one? Brass's Bounty or whatever, where yep. you get a treasure for every land you control? Yeah, it's, that's a thing. Of course, he's playing things like Vanquisher's Banner and you name Advisor. So whenever you play an Advisor, you draw a card. Sure. Yeah. And then a whole bunch of Mana Rocks just to, like, power the deck out because the top end of the deck i don't think you're always going to be winning with mill yeah does he play thrumming stone I, I i missed that when i was looking through no thrumming stone i always assume thrumming stone's like 40 bucks i think you don't play that because it's 40 dollars. are you kidding me N no it's like expensive because that can't rat be. colony and persistent petitioners and it was already expensive because of relentless rats that's an expensive card holy you have shit. foils don't you yeah of course i do <laughs> of course i do God damn it. So you draw, 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 ramp, 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 ramp. You you hide under the guise of milling. And then <laughs> get get this. This is good. This then, is good. Then you cast Udvara Hellkite. And then you like clone Legion and you you Rite of Replication and Xenograph. You make everything into Udvara Hellkite. Uh-oh. Flying six six. What does he do? Whenever he attacks, you make a 6-6. Six, six. That's right. And then all the token partitioners that you made, huh, da, 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 derpy derp, I'm just going to mill you. <laughs> just kidding. They're all 6-6s six, now with flying die. <laughs> 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 you thought I was going to mill you. No, I'm, I'm going to kick your head in instead. Yeah, I like that but... one. And um, you know what I, I liked about this deck, too, is it's got your one of your staples, Intruder Alarm. Oh, baby. So you tap all your Petitioners. You could still mill with this card. You tap all your Petitioners, then you cast a Persistent Petitioner. You untap them, then you can tap them all again to mill. And then you play another one, and you untap. Yeah, and because you you're playing Vanquisher's Banner. Yeah. And then you just cast a Petitioner, then you draw another one, because you're 22 of them. Intruder Alarm is insane. Yeah. I, I don't think it's, not, it's one of those guilty pleasure cards, because I love it because it's Intruder Alarm, and it's one of those really Brando cards. 
but it's also one of those ones where it's like, oh, every time I play this, it's like, oh, I feel so dirty. Yeah. I feel like I need to shower every time I've played it. That's, I, f- I would feel like I need to shower every time I mill somebody for 12 just for tapping my creature. <laughs> right? Yeah. So Sideburn Vizier, this is your Brutoclad deck. I like it. I am also a fan. Yeah. We've got one more mill deck. Oh, you, no. You asked for it. <laughs> but this one, even more different. Ooh. Even more out to lunch. I like all of that. Now, the only um, caveat or preface I want to put in there is this is like there is a competitive deck built around this type of thing. Okay. All right. All right. But it doesn't doesn't include blue, so we're playing a mill deck without blue. Wow, Zira, Arian from Legends. That's the wait. I know that one. She looks kind of like a bug. She is a bug, and she's Grull. Jund. Jund. That's Grull plus black. Yes. And she draws a card, right? She's a one-two flyer, black, red, green tap. Target player draws a card. Ooh, I like where that's going. The deck includes every single, like, untap X lands or or tap the creature to untap a land thing. And you just untap all your lands. And and, and Enchanted Land produces an extra one. Enchanted Land produces two extra every time it's tapped. It includes all stuff like that. Sure, so you got like a, like a, what is that, Magus of the Candelabra and all that stuff. Okay, all right, cool. I'm digging that so far. And you just... Play the game, play the game, play the game until you can find Aggravated Assault or Sword of the Perunes or Umbral Mantle and you like enchant or, or sorry, you equip those cards or whatever to your Zero Arian or you can untap your Zero Arian right. with a whole bunch of things that also let you untap other creatures. Sure. And you infinitely tap your Zero Arian to make your opponent draw a card. Oh, wow. And I'll just give these a read. So Aggravated Assault is red, two, enchantment, and you can pay red, red, three, untap all creatures you control, and then you get an extra combat phase after this one. He's good in, uh, what's that, Neheb? Yes. Not Neheb. Is it Neheb? Yeah. Neheb the Eternal? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I got it. So what you do here is you use your creatures that either provide mana or untap mana to pay the five, but you have an excess over and above five. Right, so like if I've got six mana dorks and I tap five of them, but then I get to untap all my creatures, well, I've netted a mana. Ooh, right? yeah. Every time I net a, and I could do this infinite times, and every time I net a mana, it's a red and a black, a red or a black or or a green. green. And eventually, I'll have just like 10,000 red, black, and green, and infinite untaps for Zero Arian, and I can make you mill your whole deck. Wow. Umbral Mantle and Sword of the Perunes do the same thing. The untap- Sword of the Perunes is a Cranko card, as I recall. You pay three, and you may tap or untap equipped creature you control. So if you just make a ton of mana, you can uh, just move it to different equipped creatures. And Umbral Mantle is pay three, untap. Um, An equipped creature gets bigger. Yeah, equipped creature gets bigger, but you have to untap it. Yes. So if you can make more than three and untap the equipped creature, you can tap the equipped creature to get mana again, 
and have an excess of mana after you pay three to untap it again. I think that was a shitty draft chaff card in like Eventide or Shadowmoor. Shadowmoor. It's came like on. eight or nine bucks now. Yeah. Because no, it's it, from Shadowmoor. Yeah, because it's from Shadowmoor, yeah. so it's a bunch of money. So uh, any of those things are going to make you infinite mana and give you infinite untaps. And the the competitive shell does that as efficiently as possible and makes you draw your whole deck, right? But this isn't that. <laughs> this makes your opponent draw, which is worse. But the thing about this deck that I like is, so your opponent has seven mana open and has like draw, 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 50 deep. They hit their Cyclonic Rift. They're going to go response, bounce your whole thing with Cyclonic Rift. You can go response, untap, draw 50 more <laughs> in response to your cyclonic rift and then when you lose the game from drawing your last card your cyclonic rift leaves the stack and i can continue on to the next person ah the old brando counter spell yes <laughs> just kill you all your things on the stack so this is this is a mill deck but i like it because it's actually just a mana dork deck that's kind of fun. I dig that. It's a, it's a new spin on an old thing, and it's got good colors in it. We've got one more new spin in the deck. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Y you see the card that oh, I yeah, highlighted I do. here. Zantia Sleeper Agent. God damn it. So I just make infinite mana, then cast Zantia Sleeper Agent and make you... Draw your whole deck. Well, I draw yeah. my whole deck. You, you lose two life every time I draw a card. Yeah. And when you, you die, shit. I get Zantia back, and I just kill somebody else with it. Yeah. <laughs> That is kind of how the Zancha deck in CEDH works as well. Yeah. So basically, if you're going to make a lot of infinite, you're going to use something like this deck is doing, but it does it in such like a, a janky ass way. Like it's playing things like Vine Trellis from Masks, <laughs> which is a 0 4 wall, and a Utopia Tree, which is a 0 2 Birds of Paradise for two. Yeah. From Invasion. Your favorite set and my favorite set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Straight straight to the heart, right? We're both represented in the deck. It's excellent. Yeah, very much so. So that one I very much liked. But moving on. Moving on. You a few weeks ago asked for some sliver lists. Yeah. If you have something that isn't like the degenerate sliver, give, give us an actual casual sliver list. You found one. We, we, we had two. Holy shit. We had two. And they were kind of just sliver lists. But one of them used Sliver Hive Lord as the commandy because there's lots of removal in his meta. I should have said the uh, going backtracking. The Zira Arian was David Heiser's list. David Heiser, David Howitzer. I don't know if he has a nickname. He does now. David Get, Howitzer. That's right. Get on it. Next one, Lloyd Roberts the Third. That's Mister the Third. Mister the Third. Yeah. He's one of our very first nicknames. This is his Sliver list, and um, Slivers are indestructible commander. That's the Hive Lord. Which is good. But I wanted to ask you about the Kindred cards that were printed in C-17. So let me let me read you one. Okay. You can give me your thoughts on it in Slivers and in Tribal in general, because Ooh. I know that you like Tribal. Okay. Kindred Dominance. That sounds kind of dirty. Yeah, it kind of does. Don't Google that. Unless it's on like Scryfall or Salvation or whatever site you're using. Yeah, yeah. Kindred Dominance is a sorcery for Black Black 5. Choose a creature type. Destroy all creatures that aren't the chosen type. Sounds fine. There's Kindred Charge. Red, red, four. Choose a creature type. For each creature you control of the chosen type, create a token that's a copy of that creature. Those creatures gain haste, exile at the main end turn. So do you play these in... Um, they, they have very high mana cost. Do you play them in tribal decks? Do you like those cards? I like what they're doing, but I think that they cost too much and you can probably find more efficient ways to do the same thing. Like if you're gonna, I, I'm looking at the list and I see all sorts of things in this sliver list where you could just play damnation and just kill them all, 
or you have enough mana production to play Plague Wind or Decree of Pain. I suppose if your slivers are indestructible, you could just play Damnation or Wrath of God. Yeah. Like, Provided I, you have to have your commandy. And I, and I get why you'd go with the Kindred cards. They're spicy. They're cool. You don't see them very often. But there are more efficient ways to do that for sure. You want to play a Kindred card? Play Patriarch's Bidding. I was just going to say, how do you feel about Patriarch's Bidding? Because that's also in this list. I love Patriarch's Bidding. That's a sorcery for black, black three. Each player chooses a creature type. Each player returns all creatures of the type of their choice from their graveyard to the B. It's the best. That's a good one. B stands for best because the best place for your creatures to be is in play. (laughs) The best place for your creatures to be (laughs) is on the B. Yes. I love putting my creature on the B. Don't Google that. Don't Google that. We're, we're hitting that a lot this week. That's I, I, awesome. I like uh, I like hitting the B, that's for sure. We're back in form. Okay. Last list, because I don't want to run over on time. Okay. Sliver list. Mr. the Third. Thank you for sending that in. I do dig that. We looked over them. It's it's not combo. It's just it's slivers. You're going to play some slivers. You're going to swing with slivers. You're going to win by doing sliver stuff. That is excellent. Very much so. And big thank you to everybody else. Remember, there was hundreds of lists and dozens and dozens of ideas sent in. We very much appreciate it. Keep sending them in. Just because the ARC audience is over doesn't mean that we're not going to revisit it for a third time. Yeah, or we're not going to just do an audience list because it fits into what we're doing. Or we just really like it because there are lots of lists that are a lot of fun and are really cool. We just didn't quite get to them. Very much so. I even went as far as to post a, a quick thank you to the general discussion on our Discord saying so many lists give us ideas outside of just our own that that we can see something that we maybe didn't think of, or we can see a theme that somebody else was running that seems interesting, like the Utvara Hellkite token thing when you're tricking somebody with your partitioners. Like I never would have thought of that. Right? Like I, I don't know. I've got a bunch of persistent partitioners, but I didn't want to make it a mill deck. But if I could trick somebody, <laughs> that's even better, right? So big thank you. We got one more deck. Yeah, hell no. We have to give away the dark. The whole dark? The whole dark. Oh, baby. It's time. It's time to give away the whole dark. Big thank you to Donnie Gravevale, who helped us out uh, in procuring the whole set. Yes, that was excellent. Sleeved up and ready to go. Yeah, also big thanks to all the people who were at EDH&M that night who just, like, drooled at the sight of it. Oh, yeah, there is, like, a near-mint Felwar stone or whatever. Like, that's a real mana rock. Yeah, like there was some there was some real ass shit in the dark. Yeah. And people were just like, oh my God. Yeah, oh. yeah super awesome. And we saw the ball lightning and the city of solitude, and they're beautiful and they're great. So this is really cool. I'm excited for this. So we're gonna make them wait though, because we've got some other giveaways. We've got a YouTube smash the like button giveaway. And yes. I'm sorry, I only have your YouTube name. I don't have your real name. So you are gonna have to get at us. Yes. Either at CCO Brando on Twitter or CommanderCookout at gmail.com. Yes. Those are your two avenues. If you don't get back to us, you're not getting foil bag stuff. Yes, I have my I didn't I forgot everything when I came out of the house <laughs> he, today. So he I actually didn't, did. I didn't bring the stack. So I do have the stack. It's themed for you're gonna get one foil thing for each deck that we've talked about. 
and I think based on what we've been talking about so far, I think I can even add some extra stuff for the lists in this episode. Ooh. So you're going to get... It's nothing fancy. It's nothing great. But it's some cool stuff. And I just like giving stuff away. And I like all the stuff that people say about people doing dirty shit to the like button. Yeah, for sure. And if you like want button. us to sign any of them, we can do that as well. Yeah, so include that in the message. Who won, Ryan? Um, the, the, the winner actually said one of his arms is significantly more muscled than the other arm because he was smashing the like button. <laughs> That's why his arm is muscled. That's why the internet made that arm more muscled. So this is... Hulk Jazz on YouTube, but Jazz, the, the A is a four. Hulk Jazz. Hulk Jazz. I like it. You're the winner of the foil, dirty foil bag giveaway. Yeah, the That's dirty what I want to call it. Bag yeah. Giveaway. Yeah. You win. So get at me or send us an email and we'll get your deets and we'll get you some foil cards. Very much so. Next giveaway, the face-to-face $25 store credit winner. Yes. We're, and I guess we should point out, we're going to do one of these every arc. Yes. So we're going to be doing this. So if you're going to face-to-face or you have a face-to-face account or you're just like spending American money converted to Canadian because you get so much more, you check out face-to-face. Tell them Ryan and Brando sent you. A couple caveats to this. We don't actually get any money for you guys going to -to face-to-face and shopping there. There's no affiliate program. That's not what it's about. We just want CCO Nation, if you are shopping online to get your sealed product or singles, to mention that Ryan and Brando sent you there. Then that way they know that they've made a great, a, a good decision and they'll continue to be the sponsors of the show. So we can continue to give away $25 gift certificates every month. Yeah. Every arc, sorry. Yeah. So the winner left us a great comment on one of our episodes. That's how you got entered. Went to face-to-face, made an account. Left us a good comment saying, great pickup face-to-face. You guys are smart for picking up your boys over in CCO Nation. Very true. Raymond Brand. Ray Brand? Ray Brand is the brand new winner of $25 face-to-face games credit. Ray Band. I feel like we could probably get sued for saying that. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just call him, I don't know what we'll call him, Raymond Brand. <laughs> You're the winner. Get at us, Gmail or Twitter or however else you ha- know how to contact us. Yes, just. Get a hold of us somehow. We'll, we'll we'll hook you up. Okay. Final one. Oh, this is the big one. This is the big and, one. And I learned something in this. I think Ooh. it's called Apple Podcasts now. That's not, the worst name I've ever heard. It, no, it's a great name because it, it tells you exactly what it is. But it's not. It's not fun. Everything has to be fun, Ryan. No, everything. no. In advertising, everything needs to be very direct. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it tells you that you're on the Apple platform and you're. Going to their podcasting platform. Anyways. I don't like it. iTunes comments or Apple podcast reviews, five-star rating comments got you entered or some other creative way that you showed us that you shared the show. So I recorded all those over the last eight weeks and it's been a nightmare, FYI. Yeah, he was, he's been complaining and stressing about it for the whole time. <laughs> I don't know why I made him do it by himself, but I'm, I'm a bad friend. I'm a bad friend, everybody. So we have a winner. Who's the winner, Ryan? And this damn winner has a name that's hard to pronounce. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Do our best. Juby Kybe Game. Has won the whole dark. The whole dark. Jube? Ju Juby Kibbe Game? Jube Kibagami? That is probably what is it that is. Is that his Jube Kibagami is a character in Samurai Showdown? And he's my favorite character in Cam- Samurai Showdown. Really? No shit. Is this how you spell it? Pretty close. <laughs> oh, I never knew that. 
Yeah. I what? think that's... Th- I'm sure that's the name. Yeah, G- the guy G- with the, G- the G- eye G- patch G- and the two swords. He's awesome. Well... I hope he has an eye patch. Jubei Kaibagame, if that's you, you get at us, commandercooker at gmail.com, at CCO Podcast or at CCO Brando, you let us know. You've won the dark. The whole dark. And nothing but the dark. And some sleeves and a deck box. I just like the air horn. Two air horns! (laughs) You get the double air horn for that one. Very excellent. Congratulations to all of our winners. And thank you. Yes, and thank you very much to everybody for playing, supporting the show. We we love giving back to you in this way, and we're going to keep doing this as long as you let us. Very much so. Last deck? Last deck. Last deck. This comes from patron supporter, good friend of mine now because we've done a lot of business together. Business, I say I'm, I'm selling magic cards, altered cards, right? Facebook, CCO podcast every Thursday. Every Thursday. A-A-Ron Carrar's deck. A-A-Ron Carrar. He sent us a deck that he calls not Spectre Tribal. But guess what it is? Is it Spectre Tribal? 100%. Oh my God, the name is a lie. Oh, we've been lied to several times in this arc. (laughs) (laughs) Knowing what I know about A.A.Ron Carrar does not surprise me at all. At all. Guy seems shifty. Very much so. So this is a... I want to say, just because I don't, I don't remember. Yes, it is. I'm looking at it right now. This is a Gwendolyn DeCourcy deck from Legends. She's that slutty picture who's pulling that guy over, and she's like, yeah, Google me. <laughs> Google me, dude. I actually really want one of those, but she's too much. Yeah. So she is a 3-5 for blue, black, black, red, tap. Target player discards one card from their hand at random, and you can do it only during your turn. So she taps to make you discard. Yeah. I don't know what that's supposed to be like flavor-wise when she like wants to get her get her bee creached. I don't know. Well, I'd... back in the 90s when you'd get syphilis or gonorrhea, it was a little bit more than a pill. So like, but it wasn't quite up there with, okay, I have, you know, I have hep C now. I'm going to just die of liver failure. No, there's cure for hepatitis now. Well, yeah, but not back in the 90s. No, I suppose not. Yeah, so... It wasn't the uh, the thing, so now it's it kind of loses some of the flavor. But back yeah. then, it's like Gwendolyn the mild, De- M- the yeah, mild STDs. Like you have the herp now. Yeah, Gwendolyn DeCourcy was way better in the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually true of most magic cards <laughs> <laughs> that were printed back then. So this is a Spectre Tribal list, and I want to go down. He's got updates from like Modern Horizons in here already. That's pretty cool. Sheesh. I want to go down and talk about some. Some of the creatures, because they are from all over the map. Spectres have been a thing in magic, like, forever. Ever since Hypnotic Spectre in Alpha, 2-2 Flyer, whenever it hits you, you discard a card at random for Black Black 1. I remember when those promos used to be a lot of money. I wish that he played Dark Ritual in here, does he? Because, you know, Swamp, Dark Ritual, Hypnotic Spectre was, like, one of the most powerful plays in magic at one point. It was like literally the best play in Magic. My how times have changed, hey? Because now it's like Swamp, Dark Ritual, Entomb, Exhum, Emrakul die. It's very good. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about him not expecting like he's the best. Yeah, this is funny because it's got like Mind Grind and Mind Funeral in it. It's, it looks <laughs> it's like a, a mill deck. It's another goddamn mill deck. But it's also got Mind Shatter and Mind Twist. Yeah, baby. Mind Twist. Sorcery for X. Target player discards X cards at random from his or her hand. If that player does not have enough cards in hand, his entire hand is discarded. <laughs> we know. Yeah, thanks, good. Mind Twist. Yeah, thanks, card. <laughs> we appreciate that. Mind Twist is so powerful that it's like banned in Legacy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 
Dark Ritual, Dark Ritual, Mind Twist. Discard almost your whole hand. You haven't even had a turn yet. Get yeah. wrecked. <laughs> it, that card makes non-games. Yeah. They'll, they'll ban that because, oh, that feels so bad, but they don't ban things that allow you to go turn one. I just win. <laughs> yeah, Mind Twist. Yeah, I can beat you on turn one and you go first. And that's oh. not banned. He, anyway, here, anyway. Here, here's another one that I played in Return to Ravnica draft to great effect. Rakdos's Return. Ooh. <clears throat> Black Red X. Rakdos Return deals X damage to target opponent. That player discards X cards. Nice. Oh, dude, if one. you could Rakdos Return like for four on turn six, you're just going to rip all the best cards out of their hand and they're going to take four. And you're just beating them to death with Carnival Hellsteed. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was good. That was, that was good. I like that draft environment for Rakdos anyways. But classics in here, Torment Hailfire, Rise of the Dark Realms, of course, Reanimate and Necromancy, Animate Dead. It's got a bunch of like... There's a Bot Cheek Ascension, a Cyclonic Rift, all of the mill cards. No, there's a, there's a Blood Chief Ascension and a Mind Crank combo. That's dirty. That's dirty. You dirty asshole. We've got Siphon Mind, a personal favorite of mine. That is... Black three, each opponent discard a card, then you draw a card for each card discarded that way. It's a good one. But let's talk about, let's do the elephant in the room. Blazing Spectre from Invasion. <laughs> That's a 2-2 two, two flying haste for four. Whenever it hits you, you discard a card. It has Spectre. Blizzard Spectre. It has Spectre. Fell Spectre. Guess what it has? Spectre? Yes. Oh. Hollow Spectre? Bet you it has Spectre. Yeah, 100% it does. Liliana Spectre? Spectre. Does it play Needle Spectre? Uh, I think it's Needle Spectre. It does, there's no Needle Spectre in this list. Because there is a Spectre that has, like, improved Spectre. It's a 1-1 one, one for Black Black 1 flyer. And when it hits somebody, it they have to discard cards equal to its power. Ooh. So, like, if you can pump it a little bit, you can you can improve your, your discard. So, yeah, that would be good. It's a good card. That would be good. You know what I was thinking? It's good, so it's got reanimate and, like necromancy and these reanimation cards i thought well what do you do you just reanimate your own specters like that doesn't seem that good and then it was when i saw chainer dementia master i got it i was like oh, you reanimate their creatures <laughs> chainer goes black 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 pay three life put a creature card in a graveyard into the battlefield yep. and then i saw mnemonic betrayal which is yogmoth's will but for your opponent's graveyards you just play your opponent's cards <laughs> Yeah, so Spectre Tribal, get your opponent's shit and beat them over the head with it. Awesome. Very much so. I like oh, that. Thief of Sanity, also a Spectre, FYI. <laughs> I forgot that. He doesn't have Spectre in his name. He should. Get on it, Wizards, you scum. You're terrible. So, A.A. Ron Car Carrar, thank you very much for the Spectre Tribal list. I very much appreciated both walking down memory lane and seeing a bunch of cards that I personally enjoy. The Spectre Tribal, your wins are my wins conditions. Dot deck. Dot deck. I like that. It's tribal for me. It's old school for Ryan. And it's spicy for CCO Nation. It, it hits all the bases. Hits v them all. Very much so. What else do we need? Anything else? A big thank you to everybody in CCO Nation again for both supporting us at facetofacegames.com for becoming patrons, for helping us out on YouTube, for sending decks. And for just listening to the show and appreciating what we do. Yeah, man. I like these episodes. You said that we should do another one, but I don't These compilation episodes are a lot <laughs> yeah, of work. They're a lot of work. So we're going to put her to bed there, I think. 
we've got hundreds of lists left to go. I'm just going to say it. we got hundreds of lists left to go. I'm sure we're going to get more. Keep sending them in. We always appreciate them. We look at them all. We compile them. We're going to use them, hopefully, eventually. Oh, yeah, 100%. We'll, we'll, we'll go back to our audience 100%. Maybe this year, probably next year. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever we, we, we can without uh, making you guys be bored of it. But we're going to try that. But before that, we're all going to go. We're going to play some magic. If you're going to be there or were there, thanks for coming. If not, we're going to see you in Vegas. We'll talk about that during the next arc. Big thanks to our sponsors, FaceToFaceGames.com. They are Canada's biggest magic store. And we'll tell you more about them, us, and a whole bunch of other stuff on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Ooh.